And we're live! <laughs> Isn't there some kind of theme tune that now plays? Can you not hear it? Nah. Oh, I'm pretty sure the theme tune should be playing. Don't don't try and, you know, prank me, Turch. <laughs> I know of your pranks. There's only one thing to do. Let's try again. <laughs> Wrong input on the on the uh, audio. Ah, oh, right, okay. Audio device. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the actual intro to the We Only Do One Take podcast. If that does not prove we do not do one, we only do one take. I don't know what is. I am Turchin. With me is my co-host, the CEO, the man that told me to release the episode with the guy that's getting tracked. By the STP, it's Kieran. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm 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 doing I'm doing well. Uh, doing considering, well. Considering we're in lockdown, I have a bit of a cold that's still lingering <laughs> from last week. I can't. Um, I've got I've got a little bit of sore throat. I'm sure you can hear my huskiness mm, to a degree mm. in in the in the in the voice there. But um, well, I thought you might have also just started smoking. I don't know. These these are strange <laughs> times. I know. Might as well start smoking. That's the only reason you can go outside without a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta... that... let's do Smokers, that. Smokers, finally, finally rise up. They can finally rise up and uh, and take over. What can I say? Uh, uh, well, good good luck. Good luck to them. Uh, it's good to be. It's good to be here, even though it's virtual. Uh, wish I could be in the studio tonight. Me too. It's very frustrating. This, I think, this is the lockdown, out of all the lockdowns that are fine, is finally beaten me. Hmm. I think this is the one, and I'm, we'll, I'll complain about lockdowns. I've got something else to complain about too. A lot, okay. of, a lot of rants this episode. If you, I know that you've got a rant. I've got a few little things, but I think this is the lockdown that's finally broken me the most. Okay. And the reason now, I Church, think is- I, I'm I'm off work at the moment, so we're just going to stop there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, If you do continue, I I will have to charge you. Uh, That's right. Nothing personal. It's just you know, know, take it out of my. Why put? Why leave money on the table? Right. (laughs) I'll take the money out of the podcast income. What can I say? Um, I think this has broken me the most simply Hmm. because, um, this is the one that I think. It it's getting closer and closer to the wedding, all yeah. this effort, all this sort of stuff. And this could easily happen closer to the wedding. And if I have to go through this whole rigmarole once again to organize things for the wedding, I think I'm going to be very, very much in pain. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I've already had mm-hmm. so much. And obviously the most important thing is the Bucks night might be po- had to be rearranged and rescheduled. And I think with those two things in mind, especially the Bucks night, that's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just let's positive thoughts. Let's not uh, let's not think that. And uh, you know, we 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 will go full full steam ahead. Yeah, of course. And of course. Uh, I'm sure we must have in, in our constitution the ability to rise up. I'm sure there must be something in our constitution, our ability to bear arms, or or something like that, hidden at the back. We probably haven't had a look. It's true. Uh, look, I've only read it uh, never, so I'm sure someone who's into the Australian Constitution 
uh, can get in contact with us and yeah. let us know uh, what we're what we're actually what's actually going on. Very important sort of stuff. But Kieran, I do have a rant, and then I'll let yeah. you rant a little bit. Um, what... Before you do that, I just want to say I'm drinking a Milo here. And I oh, you are drinking a Milo. I put it in the blender, and oh my god, it is Milo in a blender. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not the. But spoons. isn't the point of isn't the point of Milo to have the, the big chunky bits at the top? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But this is mm. this is a new experience, and I say consider it, people. Consider it. Consider it. Mm. There you go. Top tips from a uh, top tip from the K man. What type of blender do you use? That's the that's the real important. Uh, I think it's a Ninja or something like that. Mm. I'm going to get myself a blender just to make margarita. you need a blender? <laughs> well, someone might get that for their wedding present. I'm sure Jess will get it for her kitchen tea or a bride's <laughs> bridal shower or something like that. Yeah. No one is to buy me appliances for my wedding. I think, appliances I think that, it is. I think a man, like, there's two people you don't buy appliances for. <laughs> one is your uh, significant other. Uh-huh. Not as a gift anyway. Like, you know, you could just, hey, I bought this air fryer, but it's for us. You can't just go, here it is for you. Happy birthday. Here's an air yeah. fryer. Yeah. Here's yeah. an air fryer. Here's here's a blender. Here's a he's a pasta maker. No, you can't do that. No, this is for onion us. chopper. Yeah, you can't do that. This you know. <laughs> and you can't get it for, you can't buy another man a, a cooking kitchen appliance, I don't think. Unless yeah, but, it's but, like a, a like because a the wedding shaker. because the wedding is. Do you feel a little bit you know stooged because you don't get a gift and Jess doesn't get a gift? You get a combined gift of everyone. Yeah, but most of the time it's just cash. Yeah, and I and I I believe that Jess and I appreciate cash equally. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. In fact, you know what? As a wog, uh-huh. I appreciate cash more so than <laughs> than the usual. I'm, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to go out. I was going to get you cash, but I'm now yes. going to get you a gift. You will still give me cash because you'll forget until the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and just, oh, fuck. And just put cash in a card. That's what will happen. We all know that. I'll, I'll be at your house, you know, at your parents' place getting ready and going, oh, shit, I don't have a card. Uh, I'll I just transferred you 300 bucks. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Easy I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get the, I'll get the driver to pull over at like Coles or something and I'll run in and get a car. <laughs> very good. I'm very proud yeah. of you. But uh, we're in lockdown. We're back in lockdown. I had a cup. I had a day or two off because I already had it booked in to go away to a winery. But uh, I thought to myself, hey, I've already got it booked in. I might as well just sit in my underwear at home and not look at a com- computer screen for a while. And it worked out very well. Got to put that there. So all good. But I thought, you know what I need to do, though? I need to uh, listen to some podcasts, go for a walk. You can only walk like two hours, but I'm listening to lots of podcasts and doing a whole bunch of other little things. Now, what's, what podcast, when you listen to podcasts, where do you listen mm-hmm. to them? Uh, generally on Spotify. On Spotify. Sometimes on Podbean. Oh, yep. Or Beanpod and or whatever it's like called. Pod, podcast Addict, I know, is a pretty... Um, pretty sometimes iTunes, iTunes. Okay, I don't know whether it's this is across the board, but I think Spotify does this. You're listening to a podcast. Let's just say you're at episode fifty. I've been re-listening mm-hmm. to one mm-hmm. of my favorite podcasts ever. That's not our mm-hmm. podcast, obviously, but one of my favorite podcasts ever is the biggest problem in the universe. 
They're right. The biggest problem in the uh, US, yeah. And classic, you know, show, uh, Dick Masterson, Maddox, big blow up, but hilarious show when it was around. Really one of the shows that got me into listening to podcasts and actually made me want a podcast. And um, so I've been listening to that, listening to like episode, I don't know, starting in the, you know, from the, the first episode and trying to make my way all the way to 107 again. And one of the things I've noticed is, I think it's on Spotify, definitely on Spotify, that you finish like episode 55, right? And then it'll go down to episode 54. Mm, it doesn't right. go to 56, which would make sense. Like that's technically the next one. Yeah, so it's it's assuming you've started at 170 or whatever. That's right, but like you and, know, if you and start, you're making your way, you're making your way down, down rather than starting at one and going up. That's right, and you can't. I don't know if you can fix that or change something in the settings. I haven't really looked into it, but that's really a frustrating function of the. And Turge, you shouldn't have to look into it because the no. technology should be good enough. If we now no longer need to remember uh, numbers, mobile numbers, and yeah, it should just uh, know what I want to do. And 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 that's the life that we live now. It it should just know that it should be able to pick up the order that you're going in. But I just hate the fact that I'll be listening to a podcast, even when I was at the gym, and I'd finish one of the episodes and it would jump to the the next episode. Uh-huh. But the next episode would be the episode I finished, like, yesterday at the gym or whatever it was. Mm, mm. And it's like, oh, then I've got, like, whatever weight I'm doing, I'd finish up my set quickly, grab the phone, change it around. I don't like looking at my phone at the gym. I always right. see blokes at the gym and, you know, they're doing a set and then they stop and they're just sitting on the machine. And suddenly their phone just pops out. Yeah, yeah, that that, just, that that can be a problem. And you're just like, you know what, mate? You gotta keep, you gotta keep the pump on. You gotta keep it going. If you look at your phone, you're gonna sit there for five minutes and then do another set, and you're never gonna get the muscles. You're never gonna feel the pump. And obviously, you're wasting time sitting on a machine. Well, I would agree. I've never, I've never. See, my problem is, I the podcast that I I listen to. I'm like I'm at the max. Do you know what I mean? Or if You're I'm at the latest to, episode, yeah. If I'm listening to like a new podcast, I sort of find something at random, listen to it, and then go, "Yeah, it's not going on my list." Yeah, yeah. We've listened to a lot of podcasts that definitely don't make the list. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm not really experiencing that that problem, uh, but I, I understand it. It's frustrating, and I feel like I feel like in lockdown, everything is just. If it's a if it's a two out of ten on the frustration scale, it's now a five it's out of ten. It, I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing it it's, in. <laughs> it's now it's now it's now uh, increased. And Turch, this is this, I need a ruling. Uh, yeah, we've okay. had many lockdowns, and I feel like you're the voice of reason. You and Jess. That's sad. You, that's sad to you, say. You you know I live with some housemates, and you know you that do. Gen- generally, you know someone might be sitting on the couch and. It's someone's turn to get the round of drinks. And then there's always some yep. kind of fight about whose round it is. And and I might call you at random times during the, the worst day. episode of whose and, line is it anyway? And, and you <laughs> give you give a ruling and then the ruling is likely ignored if I lose. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I try so, to have fun. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like you're gonna make a ruling, and if anyone's on the chat, they could also make a ruling. Mm-hmm. And one of my housemates 
decided to give me a lecture the other day um, <laughs> because they are going only having one meal a day. The I've heard OMAD, about this. The, I know this housemate very well. This OMAD diet. So he's eating like 3,000 calories or so in one meal in one hour, whatever one he can meal. fit. That's it, that's it, in one hour and, and then, then no more. That's it for the rest of the day. And I said, let's make it interesting. Right, <laughs> let's, let's make it interesting. If you complete it for 30 days. For a month, for a month, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, 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 sorry. You've got to do it for 30 days. If you don't complete it for 30 days, in other words, I catch yep. you or you you misbehave or anything like that, you have to clean, because we clean the house once a week, take turns, yep. you have to clean it four times in a row. Yep. The whole month okay. is yours That's to fair. clean. Yeah. Now, good as incentive. a genius, genius as I am, good incentive. I'm helping, I'm helping this housemate to achieve the diet. Yes. Now, this housemate didn't put up any other stakes. There was no other stakes of if if he succeeds for thirty days, do we have to do anything? Yeah, okay, that wasn't that's fair. that wasn't that wasn't part of no, the. No, it's like a it's it's motivational, motivational punishment. Day three happens. Day three happens. Yes, and and failure ensues. <laughs> he's he's now had a an extra an extra meal. I am informed of this extra meal. In fact. My office door was closed, which means I'm I'm busy. I'm working away, and there was a knock on the door, and and rightly so, it was an emergency. An extra meal had been had, and well, okay. I said, well, you've got, you've now got to clean. You've got to clean the house four weeks in a row. That was the deal. Okay, right, that was the deal, and it was all no, no, no. We, we I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start again in a couple of days, and I go, well, what's the point of what's the point of having a deal if we if we <laughs> if we break our promises? Why? Why have this? The deal? Is, <laughs> this and I feel like I feel like because of lockdown, it's it's not a two; it's a five, <laughs> creeping up to a six and a seven. <laughs> I think. Remember in the episode of Seinfeld, and uh-huh. Kramer's like, "I'm going to build levels." <laughs> in my house like like you know the levels right uh-huh. and jerry's like you will not build the levels you you won't build the levels you can't build the levels you won't build the levels and kramer's like i'm gonna build the levels and then like three scenes later he comes in and goes where's my money you didn't build the levels I, yeah i didn't build the levels but i could build the levels and it's like the bet wasn't that you could do it. <laughs> it's that you won't do it <laughs> or haven't done it. And I think th- in this situation, this is a perfect encapsulation, a perfect replica of the situation that we just just talked about right now. So I believe, yes, you are the Jerry in this situation for the first time ever. Oh, I and win! Kramer... <laughs> And I think the Kramer character says definitely in this case being your housemate. Mm-hmm. And that is my official ruling. I, if anyone else wants to join in on the ruling, but I feel like the ruling here, I think that my uh, my uh, Judge Judy equivalent Jess would agree with the ruling that I've just stated because he definitely failed. And just because he can do it by starting, that's like saying I quit. I, I'm going to quit drinking. Look, Je- this is my last drink before I quit drinking. <sighs> and that was a very well done on quitting drinking. 
Oh, well, look, I tried, again. but now I'm yeah. doing it again. I'm quitting drinking again <laughs> until my next drink. <laughs> you know, you've got it's like if it's anything like quitting smoking, from what I understand, uh-huh. the first time you quit smoking, you quit for like a week and then you get back yeah. on them. There's like two weeks, get back on them, th- five, a month back on them. And then after, yeah. you know, it takes like a couple of times to actually quit smoking. And I feel like the this I feel diet, like I would like I don't a text feel, message uh, from Jess or maybe a phone call later on. I will, yeah. Uh, I think that's, a, that's uh, only the, the only because, fair thing. Because, I mean, what, why why have the deal? What well, is the point I can of call him deal? right now. I can yeah, call him right now. He's watching a movie. He's I'll, not going to answer. I'll call him. Okay. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We can only... We can only do, we can only, we can only get a rejection yeah. with a live, with a, I'm not adding a contact. Thank you very much. Uh, here we go. We're calling, calling our good, good friend on the ruling here. Can you, hopefully you can hear that. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey, Niall. How you doing, buddy? Ahoy, ahoy. Niall? Oh. Am I a goddamn shark? <laughs> Potentially, yes. Can you I hear me? I know you guys are recording right now. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> All right. Hello? All right, I'm out. The technology just works beautifully. The, the technology just wasn't working right there. We will get to him <laughs> later on. Maybe I'll have a chat with him later on. But we tried our best. We got some of the him on the recording. But very exciting times for Kieran. Finally, a W in his favor. That's all I can. Uh, I'm very smitten. That's all this. I can really say. Uh, I've got to say, a, a, a win in my favor. Right. I went uh-huh. down to our the our favorite golf course that we play at. Oh yes, yes, and the, completely yes. empty. Yeah, completely empty. Shame, right? Golf is a wonderful sport that can be done socially distanced. It can be all just by yourself, and there yeah. were. But I took Dweezil down there for a oh, run shit, on the golf course. He would have loved that. Oh, mate! Straight down the fairway, hundred and fifty meters. He was uh, five hundred meters. He was running the whole way. I had a great time. You know. Yeah. Full, full of energy. Very exciting. Very exciting for a little puppy dog. But yes, you got any more rants, or we got some news going on? Because I know you want to do some conspiracy theories later on. Yeah, no, no, no more, no more news. Other than, other than uh, the, my W. It's a big W, buddy. It's a big, <laughs> big W. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's um, just wonderful. I've got okay. I know that you're. You're saving up for a house. And I've got two stories yes. that relate to saving Ooh, up okay. for a house to purchase here. Uh, yes. But I think this is something that could help you out, right? Okay. We can only hope. A $3 million bounty has been put Ooh. on. $3 million bounty in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Very exciting time for Oklahoma City. Uh, a representative, Justin Humphrey, has announced only a couple of days ago that a $3 million bounty on the, on Wednesday in the state house floor, we have stated, or we started what may be the biggest promotion that the state of Oklahoma ever. This is turning out to be huge. Said the representative in January, Humphrey filed legislation to set up Bigfoot 
hunting season in the state. The bill, HB 1648, would ask that Oklahoma Wildlife Commission to establish an annual seasonal date and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees for hunting the mythical Sasquatch. Humphrey says the a film crew is covering the bounty and plans to shoot a six-month series on the search for Bigfoot here. It's not a hunt, by the way. We don't want to hunt Bigfoot. Nobody wants to harm Bigfoot. What we want to do is capture the live humane capture of the Bigfoot itself. We are wanting the whole world to come to southeast Oklahoma and the state of Oklahoma to get involved in our bounty. Look at that, Kieran. So you could go all the way to Oklahoma when America finally opens up and join in on Bigfoot hunting season. Three million dollars if you get if you capture him. All right, so I can just imagine in a in a parallel universe, there's this baby that's born who who has some kind of genetic something or whatever, and becomes huge, becomes like a giant. Yep. Right. But also, you know, hair everywhere. Right. Yep. And then yep, one yep. day decides to go for a stroll in Oklahoma, and then there's <laughs> in court because they then think he's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm just picturing in The Simpsons when it's like that show in search of Bigfoot and the guy's like, hold it there, Jerry. We can see your wristwatch. Ah, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're going to shoot a whole television series about a couple of guys. Like there's there's already television shows about capturing Bigfoot or Big Feet and all they do is just wander around the, the forest of wherever in the dark with night vision goggles and pretend to shoot things and make... My favorite thing about Bigfoot hunters, and I would love to get one on the show, <laughs> is that they make Bigfoot noises. Do they? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to go hunt turkeys, hmm. like you make, you get the the turkey oh, whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in these television shows, they have guys who, like, do, do turkey sound. sounds. Bigfoot sounds. Yeah, exactly right. It's amazing. I think, I don't know off the top of my head, but I reckon I can find one. We can we can put it up on the screen. What do you reckon, Kieran? Can we, can, is the technology that far advanced? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can only give it a go. They'll study us for years how not to do a podcast. Oh look, we know. We can only, uh, we can only do. So, so this is this is this is now in law. All right, can you see that, Kieran? Oh, I can Let's see a, a strange sensor screen with a circly dirkly thing. Must be loading. Once upon a time. Can you see my screen at all? There we go. There we go. Got it now. There we go. Let's uh, uh, Calling for Bigfoot. Finding hit. Let's have a look at this one. Let's see if we can hear the audio as well. It'd be amazing if this worked. Can you hear that? Yeah, loud and clear. Come to the Appalachian foothills of eastern Kentucky to an 
investigative video which might show the eye shine of a large Bigfoot. Look at that. While not agreeing on what the video shows, we're intrigued by the squatching area, which has long <laughs> been linked to Sasquatch activity. That's a rodent there. But if you look into the left too, it seemed like it was moving in the outer. This is amazing, right? This is just a, from a show called Finding Bigfoot. And I love it. It's got to be dark and you get the music. The camera, the camera has to shake yeah, a little yeah. bit. The camera. No one in these feel, in these shows has like a 4K or 8K camera. Like no one is splurged on a camera. <laughs> you never know. It might be circling us. This is a good time for how. And I feel like if we were Bigfoot hunters, you, you know, you have to you have to constantly make the remarks like, "Oh, it could be there. It could be spying on us." I think they're going to make a sound. Look at look at this backpack setup here. Amazing. Yeah. But here, here we go. Let's hopefully they hear the sound going. Will you do it? Sure. Hey, folks. We did hear something big up here. So Cliff's going to do a scream. Copy that. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Hear <laughs> <laughs> some more. Bigfoot slept during nighttime. Ooh, there's a shot for one. Did you hear that? What's that he shooting shot, at? Right? At a knock. That's a gunshot right there. Hear that? That's amazing. I'm going to put it out there. That's the best um, Sasquatch call I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How do they know what... <laughs> the sound of a sasquatch is this is like going oh like we don't even know what dinosaurs sounded right like it's right? like dory you know knowing how to speak whale yeah it's like who knows yeah. who knows at least a fish might know how to, like she's not speaking uh, an ancient dead language that hasn't never been spoken for in forever like she's at least speaking like a real animal that's alive these yeah. are animals that we've never heard we don't know what their voice boxes look like or anything like that like you know dinosaurs we always hear like the roar like you know in jurassic park and stuff but we don't know they they could have they're most likely sounded like birds yeah, because they had feathers or, and, or chickens yeah. exactly right exactly so there you go kieran to save up for your house you could just catch some video or capture capture the Bigfoot, and they know the the sounds, you're ready to go. I think what we've got to do is we can capture Bigfoot, but yep. the camera has to be really shaky, and then yep. we're like fishermen, we let it go. Oh, we're, we're, we're ethical. Yeah, yeah. Is it reckon there's just one Bigfoot, or you reckon there's many Bigfoots? Is it Bigfoots or Big Feet? Ooh, it's Big Feet. <laughs> I like big feats. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kieran, you got some news for us? 
I do. An Italian artist uh, has sold an invisible sculpture for fifteen thousand pounds. <laughs> cash, cash only. Salvatore, <laughs> uh, uh, a sixty-seven-year-old artist from Italy. Uh, (laughs) has achieved a remarkable feat which should be basically impossible to do but he has sold an invisible sculpture for the sum of $15,000 the original price was set between $6,000 and £9,000 amazing (laughs) but he kept on receiving more offers so the price increased you know they're they're struggling to get the fuck Fucking vaccine in Italy. Yeah. Like they're really struggling to get the, the COVID vaccine. And this guy's just like, hey, so- Bungle, just fucking sell it. It's like, look, you know what? I actually have one of his pieces do of artwork. To, do, do, they have to, do they have to post it? Does he actually have to deliver it? Well, I'll look, I'll sh- I've actually got one of his original because he's a cousin of mine. You can see in oh, the okay. corner there. See that over there? Yeah. Just in the corner there, just here. Yeah, yeah, there's a little yeah. sculpture. It's a dog sculpture. What's that? Oh. Well done. And you got one of his off, you know, not his best work, not his best work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's one of those, one um, of those things. So there you go, boys. It is, it is called, you know, a bit of Italian. Io sono, okay. meaning I am. Io sono. I am, yep. Yeah, yep. There you go. Well done. Uh, what was the Italian you taught me the other day? <laughs> this is the fake Italian I teach, teach everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's about um, the. Eva, Eva, Luca, Luca, Eva, Luca, Ma, Eva, Luca, Ma, Tomato, Eva, Luca, Eva, Luca, Tomato. <laughs> That's right. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm pretty sure you taught me something else. Yeah. Oh, Vangulo. That's the that's the swear uh, word. Gabagool, so this one gabagool. here. That that's that's yeah. a nice. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, got it. Well, scoreggio uh, means fart, which is the best word for fart ever. Okay. It mm. is a immaterial sculpture, which in so many words means it does not exist. Or that mm. if it did exist, then it only exists in the mind of its creator. With many art skeptics criticizing the artist's curious creation. But his response is that he has not sold nothing, but has sold a vacuum. <laughs> These are like the people who sell uh, acreage on the moon. Like, have you seen those people? Oh my God, people do that. Well, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get it up. I can. I can just share my screen now forever. Uh, selling the moon. There we go. I should pull it up. We should do this more often. This is great. We can just have all the news articles up. Yeah. Um, you know, the waiting part sucks. Uh, the waiting part does suck, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you notice that we've got a Here lack go. of comments. So um, we don't even have anyone that's watching right. us. That's true. Meet the man who owns the moon. A loophole in the United Nations Charter lands Dennis Hope to sell plot to the moon for more than 30 years. So if you ask Dennis, he'll tell you that he's the richest man on earth. In fact, he'll say he's the richest man in the solar system. Why? Because as far as he's concerned, he owns most of it. In the early 1980s, Hope, then unemployed for about a year, thought he'd be a good property owner. 
and can make living managing real estate. He looked out the window and saw more unclaimed property than he could possibly fathom the moon. He remembered a tidbit from the political science course took in college, the 1967 outer space and the New Nation outer space trade said no country could own the moon, but it didn't say anything about individuals. Hmm. Uh, he wrote a letter to the United Nations saying the moon uh, saying the moon was his and asked the group to come up with legal reasons why an individual cannot own own uh, claim ownership of the moon and he never heard back. I sent the United Nations a declaration of ownership detailing my intent to subdivide and sell the moon and I've never heard back, he said. There's a loophole in the treaty. It does not apply to individuals. Since then, he sold more than 611 million acres of land on the moon. Individual one-acre lots sells for $20 uh, and there are discounts for larger plots. He once sold a country-sized plot uh, for $250,000, he sold plots on the moon for, to three former presidents, uh, George Bush, Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan. He's, pre- uh, he's president of the galactic government, a, de- a democratic republic that uh, represents landowners on the moon and some of the other properties he's claimed. Mercury, he's claimed Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Jupiter's moon, Low, Eo, and Pluto. And you can buy all of Pluto for $250,000. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> this is like <laughs> it's like the biggest scam. I want to get this guy on the show. Oh, I would. That would be amazing if we can get him on the show. How could that be? All right, I've got another article here. Uh, let me just see if I can. I can swap these around here. So I've got to share you this article because I think this is this. We're going to learn today what mm. it takes to own a piece of property in in Melbourne. And this is a really uplifting piece of piece of Blood, news. Blood, right? sweat, and tears, I believe. Blood, Blood sweat, sweat, and tears. How I did it. The young Melburnian whose parents helped her break into the property market. Okay, so far, so good. Makes sense, right? Okay, this is about Nicole. She purchased the age she purchased her first property in, in 20, uh, 26, 26 in yes. Box Hill South. And this is her occupation and salary. She's an exercise psychologist earning is that physiologist? 50k. A physiologist, sorry. Uh, physiologist, $50,000 base salary plus commission. That's not a very good salary. Yeah. Uh, even if you add commission, it sound, that sounds really low. Yeah. Like even even whenever she bought it, right? Well, when was this, when was this article? Um, uh, was it? Like this week. Like last week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not really. Okay, Nicole was in her tw- early 20s, finishing university with her school friends, began to move out of her family homes. Rather than follow suit, she chose to stay in her parents' house to save up for a property of her own. I thought, mm-hmm. I don't want to rent because that's paying someone else's mortgage off. And what's, then there's a possibility it could just pay off my own mortgage instead, says Nicole. Perfect. Yeah. I was lucky with mum and dad. My older brother stayed home for a while, so they were completely open to me staying at home as long as I liked. Right, so she paid. Uh, she initially lived rent free and paid board mm-hmm. when she started working full time. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, she used the strategies in the Barefoot Investor, and it was mm-hmm. able to save up a healthy deposit. Started yep. to look in mid two thousand. Yeah. And then okay, how's this? So th- so remember this person here bought a house. Uh huh. The young member who helped, whose parents helped her break into the property market. So she bought into the, got into the property market with her parents' help. Look at this. Re- you, how about you read this line here? I can't. It's too tiny on my screen. 
Okay, okay. It says, rather than applying for a home loan herself, it was decided her parents would buy the property on her behalf. That doesn't count. (laughs) And there was another line down here somewhere as well. Um... Oh. Yeah, how's this? So she, her parents bought her the property, uh-huh. and and said, Nicole's look at this. Nicole's advice to other hopeful first home buyers is to be persistent and avoid being fooled by good marketing. But <laughs> you, you know what else is really? <laughs> It's wonderful. It's wonderful that your parents bought the house and you're obviously, you know, paying the loan on it. But the bank didn't give you the loan. No, no, the house is not in. In your look, it does say here she put the money down for the deposit. Yeah, right, the ten percent deposit. But she handed it goes directly to her parents. Mm. But it doesn't. It doesn't quite count. No, no, it's. It literally says that her parents bought it on her like on her behalf, but it, it's not like she's going to have her name on the documents itself. Hmm. I, I just couldn't believe it when I read it. I was <laughs> like, I'm not a smart man, but that's like going, oh, I, I bought my own car, and then it's like when I turned eighteen, mum bought me a Porsche. It's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> like no, <laughs> no, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. You know, um, you know, it's different to go. Yeah, I bought my own house, and mum and dad went guarantor. Like that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, use or you know, oh, so I, basically, you know, in other words, the bank, the bank just said we're not going to give you the money because you don't earn enough. Mm-hmm. Which is not of fifty k. Yeah, yeah, good on it, but um, it doesn't count. It's amazing. So there you go, Kieran. You've learned you, you, if you just get the three million dollars bounty for finding yeah. Bigfoot, you won't have to get your parents to buy the house on your behalf and uh, claim it was you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, one of these days I'll get a house. One of these days. That's very true. You got some more news. I got one more article after this, which I think I think is very funny. Oh, I do have I do have news. Um, the bidet. The bidet, invented yes. centuries ago in France, has never taken off in, you know, the United States, Australia, etc. But things yep. might be changing. Oh, boy, yes. Toilet paper shortages everywhere. Um, the bidet may have been completely Americanized. Wow. That's a big change. Uh-huh. It is a big change. The mm. bidet, and I have no idea how it's been Americanized because the rest of the article is a history lesson. But there is a line in here that I want to read out. But before, but even before the war, bidets were linked to sex and scandal. <laughs> Why? It was used for various forms of douching, which were thought as a pregnancy preventative. <laughs> Bidets were also considered a form of birth control. Oh, amazing. <laughs> the, the hey, present, baby. 
<laughs> the presence of a bidet is regarded as almost a symbol of sin. <laughs> I, While they were truly terrible at pregnancy prevention, bidets could also be helpful for another taboo. Menstruation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, is menstruation a taboo? Oh, it's sort um, of just a... You know, douching is not a natural bodily function, <laughs> whereas I think <laughs> menstruation definitely is categorized under that, you know. Would you uh, use a like if you have a wank, wouldn't you just use a bidet to clean clean yourself up as well? Well, one of my family friends have a um have a have a bidet. Yeah. And basically it's it's um did I ever tell you the story about my nephew? No. Oh, okay. All right. So they've got this bidet and you sit on it and this to- the seat's warm. Like it's always warm, mm. which is which is great. But then there's all these fancy buttons and, and all of that, right? It's like one of those Japanese style toilets. Japanese style things. Anyway, we're at a, I was at a dinner and um, my my nephew, who's about eight or seven at the time, he's gone into the he's gone into the bathroom and we're, we're having dinner and I just hear like screaming like help. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, oh, I said to my sister, look, I'll I'll go in. You know, he's a boy. The champion, the the people's choice. You know, probably wants a male, right? To yep. to you know. Yeah. What whatever 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 the problem is, he probably wants a male, right? And I go in and I open the door and I burst out laughing. And I have to close the door. And then the whole family is like, what the hell is so funny? And they all get up to come over because I'm yeah. I'm pissing myself with laughter. Anyway, I open the door and my nephew is on the other side of the bathroom, like against the wall. And the toilet is just squirting water out. Like the, stream, <laughs> got- the stream just won't stop. And Liam is just like, what the fuck did I do? I swear I didn't push a button. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, does it? I, I wonder if one of those bidets can connect up to your phone and you can control the toilet oh, with you your probably... phone, like via Bluetooth or something like that. Because I know that, I, and and I think that would be a terrible idea. Because what, then, what you, pranks would you I, play I would on Jess? What pranks? Would yeah, you like play I would be on the toilet <laughs> and Jess would be playing with her phone, Bluetoothing yeah. the toilet. And I know this for a fact because. Um, at my old job, find find the target was, uh, maximum one hundred percent power. <laughs> Bam! Like while while they're on the toilet doing their business, yeah. not yeah. But and a very simple thing was in my old job, I had to renovate certain certain buildings, and one of the things was putting in new furniture, including uh, desks, like yeah, uh, for office desks. And what we provided was those sit to stand desks that you connect could connect up via Bluetooth. And Ooh. program them. And it was all very, and I'm like, great, look at me, the best guy ever. Anyway, I get them all installed. Everyone's happy. Everyone's testing, pressing the buttons. They finally work out the Bluetooth. So basically, you're, you're saying I could I could end up at any desk, but I've got Bluetooth on my phone and it's got the height that I like the desk at. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I just but push the button. Was yeah. And it just sets it. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Or it sets your settings and that way. You... So the problem is they were hot desking. So they were always connecting up to different different desks. So what they found out was that they could, as long as they were sort of in the same room, they could connect up to their mate's desk. 
And halfway through them <laughs> typing, they could just lift up and lower the desks <laughs> accordingly. And it caused oh. chaos for like three weeks until obviously you sort of get you get over it and stuff like that, or you just haze the new guy or whatever it is. But that after that I had to so ex- fun. I had to explain to my boss that we couldn't buy those exact style of desks because of the reasons I just explained. <laughs> and that was the funniest cause was immature. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> my colleagues, uh, my fellow workers within this organization, are not as professional as you would have, you would have hoped. You would have hoped. Just, just imagine if you had installed bidets as well <laughs> that were Bluetooth. Oh, lucky I didn't have to touch the bathroom. Lucky I didn't. Have to... I that don't think a bidet be... would work in an office environment. I think a bidet is a pretty personal item. Like if you went to someone's house. And you saw a bidet, would you use it? Well, I it depends. Some some of them you just overwhelm. Like I wouldn't use it at your house because it'd be so fucking dirty. But, yeah, but, but family, you know, fair enough. But family, you know, this family friend's house, there were so many buttons. Yeah, too many, too many Fuck, things going on. It was a little bit on. like what what's gonna happen? Am I gonna take off if I push one of these buttons? Yeah, I know, right. Oh, I don't know. Well, Kieran, I've got some more news for you. Yeah. I've got some more news for you. Um, the Spanish post office has decided that they don't want, they want to promote anti-racism. They and want to promote, be- oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> They want to promote anti-racism. And they thought to themselves, what can we do? We're the post office. We don't have a lot of power. Uh, you yeah, know, they, mail and, is and, no longer. So they don't want, they don't want people to be racist. They don't want people to be racist. Like, you know what? We can promote anti-racism by showing the wage gap variance between uh-huh. people in our society by creating a set of stamps. Mm-hmm. And how good is that? They've gone, yes, this sounds amazing. Tick all the boxes. How exciting is this? So here we go. Here are, here's so the article. Just, it's not just a set of stamps that are, that are like, you know, or racing cars or something like that. No, no, no. Or people joining together or flags all there, like the LGBTQI yeah, yeah, flag yeah. with its LGBTQIA++ um, month, BLT month as well this this month. So happy uh, month to you. But here we go. Spain's Postal Service introduces skin tone stamps to fight racism and makes the whitest one the most valuable. Now, here you go. Here's a picture of the stamps. Oh, uh, I'll zoom waiting. in. Hang on, it's still loading. Oh, uh, it, it's still it. loading. Well, look, yeah. oh, look I'm, I'm trying to get it up as quick as I possibly can. Uh, but here it we just, go. It Once just, takes, let, just takes a little bit of time. I'll tell you when it's up. I'll tell you when it's up. Oh, fantastic. And we've lost touch. Technology, people. Technology. It's Kieran here at the We Only Do One Take podcast. This is a real shit show. But let me, uh, while we're waiting for Turch, let me just um, to get back online. Why don't I fill you in with my last news article? An Arizona man has been accused of using fireworks to destroy mailboxes. Now, you would think, I don't know, if you can play some pranks with some neighbors, maybe you would use firecrackers or something like that. But this man decided to use fireworks. Upset a lot of neighbours. Upset a lot of people. Oh, welcome back, Turch. I'm just filling in the dead air. Thank you. 
That's fair enough. You've you've done well. You've done well. I don't know if you can see the stamps on on screen there. Yeah, I, I can see it live uh, now. Live now, fantastic. What we can, I'm just trying to move it down, um, on the screen there. But what we can see is the white stamp or the the lightest skin tone is a dollar or one pound, one euro sixty. And as the stamps get darker in the skin tone. They get less. They the, their value <laughs> right. is less. Uh, hopefully, now, you can see. Have they just done a massive fuck up? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> if I, I'm pretty sure they didn't mean for it to be uh, this ridiculous. Uh huh. But I I do believe that they. I think in this case here they have. They have fucked up see, in in a big way. I see these, you know, C and B and A two and A, and I'm wondering, is that to do with the amount that you're posting? No. So that relates to the pricing of the stamp itself. Okay. <laughs> so what they're, I think a lot, and a lot of people got upset about these uh, stamps, right? Because they're what people are saying is what the uh, postal service is implying is that the uh, darker the skin tone, the less valuable mm, mm. that person that, may con- be. That's the, that's the conclusion that I potentially infer. That's that's what I sort of got out of it too. It se- this seems more racist than than anything else. Than potentially <laughs> trying to be anti-racist, which was yeah, condition. yeah. It, this is sort of promoting racism, I would almost say. It's like, look at this the the white person is worth all. More than twice as much as the pure black one. And I, I, would think thought, I would have thought today we could probably do without stamps. I would have thought so too. I would have thought so too. I don't understand how the postal service is still around. Stamps. Well, I, not even I, just I, need stamps, more just does like. I think there's a better way. Why can't they just post it onto the envelope itself? The stamps. Yeah. I would have thought a barcode or something. Like Yeah. I just I just thought we would have we, we, we could potentially do it with it without without stamps. Um, I think so. It's gotta be it's gotta be a better way. I think it's gotta be a better way. So oh. that, uh, a little bit a little bit of a little bit of a stuff up there. Nice little I think PR so. I don't think the smartest Keeping, I don't think at least they keep the PR department employed. Yeah, you know what? But they definitely got a consultant in, right? Maybe it's the conspiracy. Uh, Maybe the the public relations department were about to get fired. And Maybe like, we're not we're not going to get fired. We're going to introduce this. You campaign. need us way more than than we're we going to introduce you. this campaign, and then we're going to show you we, you need us. Now they got a bunch of consultants in, and yep. this went through like a, a B across the board. And so obviously now I want to know what the A like. This is an A B test. What the B test was because the B test must have been even worse. You know what I mean? Like, how bad was B that this was the A, like top of the game sort of test? You know, <laughs> this is the one that made it. Like, yep. Yeah, this is like across the board. I just heard it on another podcast about like all this LGBT um, Pride Month, all the now, advertising. You know, what? you know what? Most people get a day. Yeah. How do you get lucky to get a month? 
Well, black people get February, which I think is also a little bit racist because that's the shortest month. Shortest, that's the shortest <laughs> one, yeah. But I don't, I don't get how LGBTQ. All right, the LGBT. Let's that's the ligaba, ligabata uh, yeah. group, right? They get a whole month, right? And then all these products, like any any like fast food restaurants or camera commercials or cars. They're like, oh, we're with you 100% of the way. And that's the advertisement for the brand or the product. Like, remember, a couple of years ago... The the advertisers don't really have to think up much. They're just like, it's the month. It's just the month, right? But, like, can you imagine... Like, I've seen one for a bank like that. That's like, we're here to support you 100 and all the way with all your, you know, you know, you're valuable to the community... And I'm like, you're talking about a bank. <laughs> if you could be the poorest person in the world and the bank will go, we can squeeze some money out of this person here. Like, they don't give two the shits. Bank what, the what bank you're... doesn't care who you are. They just want your money. No, that's right. That's right. They're, they're like, we can get more money out of this person. Great. Let's let's do it. Let's, you know, like it's the same as like phone companies or fast food restaurants. No one... Those those sixteen year olds at McDonald's don't care if you're uh, three genders in one or a homosexual or a straight person. They're just like waiting for your order at one o'clock in the morning for nuggets. Mm-hmm. They just know they want to get in, give you your nuggets, and go home. There's there's not and, much, and uh, right. you know. And the corporate guys don't give a shit. Do they really? Do they really expect an increase in sales of nuggets and Big Macs? Because the ad was for gay people and more gay people buying nuggets and and uh, and I would say out of all the things, um, like gay people aren't ordering nuggets because they're the ones that are the most fit and most healthy and have the time to cook. Do you, do you know what? Do you know what sells chicken nuggets when they get the advertising when someone's hungry, and then they yeah. advertise chicken nuggets. That's, That's true. when you sell chicken nuggets. It's like all that stoner type marketing they put on late at night, like they pretend, like "Ooh, yeah. far out, man! I need, I need nuggets." It's like, yeah, I need, okay. oh, I, I, I need pancakes. I need pancakes. Pancakes is a is a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant idea. It's four o'clock yeah. in the morning. I'm, um, I need, you know, I'm I'm amazed that like late night television doesn't have lots of kebab commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've always seen like. You know, buy this vacuum don't cleaner. Need the commercials. The kebab places have the flashing lights when you're driving. I, that's true. Are you telling me the kebab places are ju- are in the same league as like Ferrari? Like Ferrari also don't advertise. Everyone just knows what a Ferrari is or a Lamborghini. No, Ferrari like, does like... advertise. Ferrari advertises at air shows. That's because true. When, you, when that's you're true. looking at a five hundred million dollar plane, you know, you a two hundred thousand dollar car looks very cheap. It does. I'll give you. I'll give yeah. you that. That yeah. Uh, true. Uh, you know. But I still feel like they're in the same boat. Kebab shops and <laughs> and Ferraris. Like everyone just knows you can get one whenever you want. But you just oh. have to have the willpower, the money, and the uh and and the constitution to keep to know that you bought it the next day. The kebab. The kebab place is. There was a period where I was having. Back for 2021-22, <laughs> when I was, like, first getting fit. 
and I was I was at the gym and they were doing like an interview and we're going through my diet. And it was like, <laughs> okay, so tell me tell me what you had on. Th- and this is when we're going to Eagle Bar as well. And it was like, yeah, Thursday yeah, night. Yeah. Oh, Thursday morning I had a kebab. Okay, Friday. <laughs> I was probably out Friday night and then ended with a kebab. Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been out Saturday night too and, and would have had a kebab. Well, and the person's like, yeah, you do know that these kebabs at like 2 a.m., you're putting on weight. It's just all becoming Oh, yeah. It's, it's, all becoming it's just, yeah. Yeah, but they're so, have you, are you, are you out? Do you, you want a kebab? You need, you need that meat, grease, and garlic flavor to kill off yeah. all I semblance be, I need of to be alcohol. yelled at by the kebab person. You know, I need to be yelled at, you know, <laughs> next. 42. I just found- I just found out there was this kebab shop down the road. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been there before. Called Ulysses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In uh, I don't know. Maybe you haven't been there, but uh, I wish I would have taken you. This place here has been around. Like even my dad talks about getting kebabs at Ulysses, type of thing, right? Yeah. And they finally changed hands or changed owners or redid the whole shop because it looked like exactly the same for 50 years. Probably the same people behind the, the thing. And they used to be open basically 24-7. I never saw this place closed. You could go there at 2 o'clock in the morning, 6 a.m. in the morning, and you could go get a kebab. But another thing that they had was a cigarette. They sold cigarettes. Yeah. And I thought, this is a this is a, this is genius. a genius, genius idea. Yeah. Genius idea, right? Because you're late night, you've had 50 drinks. You stumble in there for a kebab, and then you see a cigarette machine. A cigarette, you know, and you behind have, the you counter. Have to wait. You have to wait. You have to wait for your 10, kebab. minutes for your kebab. But here's the... So you need okay, to smoke. So, so this is the next brilliant thing that they had. Instead of only selling packets of cigarettes, which is the only legal thing you can do in Australia, if you have a license to sell cigarettes, they also sold single cigarettes. Genius. <laughs> so they're standing there. And you could go, oh, I'll get a kebab with the chips and do all that. And then you go, oh, I need a cigarette. And you go, I'll just take take one. So you smoke your cigarette outside, your kebab's ready, you eat your kebab and you can go home. And they mark up the cigarette to like $5. Oh, I'm sure they're probably five bucks a cigarette, but you think, yeah, I already spent, I only spent $10 on a kebab, $15 and I'm good for the night. It's not bad. That is brilliant. Can I say that is, just, that is genius? Uh, but you can't sell single cigarettes. Really anymore? I don't think. Yeah, it's been a long time. You can't. You can't do that. Oh. Sad times. You could back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day sounds like a glorious time. Like this is why I love. This is part of me when I love going to like Asian countries because just these rules don't exist. You want to sell one don't... cigarette? You can sell one cigarette. You want to yeah. drink on the street? You can drink on the street. Oh, Europe's like that. Europe's just. Europe, they they like the drinking. They just like yeah, the drinking. Yeah. Oh shit! And I've unplugged oh. myself. I like how you, in Singapore you can't smoke on the street, but you can smoke inside. Yeah, because the cigarette butts make the streets dirty. <laughs> but in this, in the uh, the casino, it was like smoke central. Like the whole place was hazy. It was amazing. Uh do you want to do a conspiracy theory or yeah? Uh, I reckon let's save it for next time. I think we save it for say, next we've, time. We've yacked on for a good hour. Oh, yeah. It's a bit hard to get material when you're stuck inside for 
awake and probably going to go on for a little bit little bit longer but uh maybe we'll try to get some interviews or some people on on board gotta do something gotta do something and with all of that ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us on the stream uh if you'd like to uh please subscribe obviously to the youtube channel it's the best way to know when we're doing another live stream and for all the other wanking needs Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Here in another fun time on a COVID Tuesday night. Lockdown. So special. exciting. It's another special. Right. And we will see you all next Tuesday and Thursday. Next Tuesday sometime. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>